Thanks for joining us on Joy Church Podcast. Our Sunday services are held at 1030 a.m. at 4120 Highway 50A in Fernley, Nevada. To stay up to date with what's going on at Joy Church, check out our website at www.joychurch.life. The following message is presented by our senior leader, John Poundstone. Holy Spirit of God, thank you for your presence. Connect us, please, with the mind of Christ, who is the very path to the, to the Father. Give us deeper understanding of what our Father is really like and what he really thinks of us. Holy Spirit, reveal Jesus to us, in us and among us. Teach us the ways of the Master. Help us to learn to change, to grow, to awaken, to arise, to act, to birth revival in us, amongst us and all those we influence. Amen. One of my favorite, absolute favorite things to do is give away powerful keys in kingdom life. I love to do that. Your Heavenly Father loves it even more than I do. But this is one of my favorites. Really, the slide gives away the whole message. Um, So if you need to take a nap, it's okay. I'm about to unfold this in a deeper way, and I hope that my illustrations work because they're wacky. Anyway, it's uh, tis the season, right? I mean, you see it on Facebook. You see, uh, you see people posting daily thankful items on social media. Uh, later this week, if we're very fortunate, we'll gather around tables and in rooms, and we'll maybe some of us in my family, at least, we have a tradition of going around the table saying things for which we're thankful. Anybody else? Yeah. Nobody ever likes to do it, but we do it anyway. Uh, since giving thanks is in the air, I thought I'd take a few minutes and do a bit of a deeper dive on on that. It turns out it's a very powerful kingdom dynamic. It really is. And uh, thanks and praise are a gateway to God's presence. I can't see God's daughter Taylor. So I'm going to switch over to you. Not only can thanks and praise bring us into God's presence, it opens the door to His peace. When we have His presence and His peace, we can find and we can live from His purity. And when we have presence, peace, and purity, we have power. God's power. So, heartful thanksgiving and praise, it's a pathway into the ways and thinking and culture and power of heaven. Anybody besides me like to access the ways and culture of heaven, bring heaven to earth. So let's look into a Thanksgiving, I'm going to call it an upgrade, an upgrade, a shift in focus, a turn of heart. If you've been here more than twice this year, you've heard these words, Jesus center, Jesus supreme. They've been our watchwords this year, all year long, and this message follows suit. And as we head into 2022, as I said earlier, this will be a key component of shifting our lives, shifting the direction that that this group is heading, shifting your focus, your alignment, and your prayer. In this and through this, this key I'm introducing today, many of you might already know it, can one find 
freedom, fulfillment, fun, intimacy with God and others, wholeness, peace, and joy. I'd like a generous portion of that in 2022. You? Yeah. So let me share with you a Bible story. It's one that isn't told all that often anymore. It's it, it's kind of just a few verses in the book of Luke, chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. So if you brought your Bible today or your phone Bible, your phone app, whatever, please open to Luke chapter 17. And again, we're verses 11 through 19. It's a very simple story, and I found a way to tell it very simply. And Debbie's going to, in just a minute, play a video. And you can read along in your Bible as this story is illustrated. So just kind of look real close, pay close attention, read in your Bible. And Holy Spirit, I ask you to show us new and deeper things about these few little verses out of the book of Luke. Thank you, Dr. Luke, for bringing this to to us through the power of the Holy Spirit. And um, so whenever you're ready, Debbie, well, let's dim the lights and play this short video. Might need to turn it up. It's a little soft. Once upon a time, there were ten very sad men. They were sad for many reasons. They were sad because they were not allowed to live with their families. They could not even talk to the people they loved. They couldn't even be seen in the same neighborhood as the rest of the people. They weren't prisoners. They were lepers, and they were forced to live outside of the city in the wilderness. Now, leprosy is a terrible disease where you get sores all over your body. Many lepers lose their fingers, toes, and even their eyesight. Leprosy was very contagious, and so if you became a leper, you were immediately kicked out of town. Now, of the ten sad lepers, nine were from Jerusalem, and one was from Samaria. Now, the Jewish people from Jerusalem didn't like the Samaritans. They thought that people from Samaria were dirty and no good. All of the ten lepers were sad, but the one leper from Samaria was especially sad and lonely. One day, the lepers heard some exciting news. They heard that Jesus from Nazareth was passing through their town on his way to Jerusalem. Jesus is coming! Jesus is coming! Everybody knew about Jesus, whether you lived inside the city or out in the wilderness. Jesus was a miracle worker, who some said was sent by God himself. Now the nine Jewish lepers ran to the edge of town and waited for Jesus. And the one Samaritan leper followed behind the crew and waited too. Finally they heard a crowd in the distance. Jesus was coming! Jesus is coming! Jesus is coming! Just as Jesus was passing through the city, the nine lepers shouted as loud as they could, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us! The Samaritan leper also shouted. Jesus stopped walking and turned towards the lepers who were far off in the distance. And all the lepers shouted once again, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us! Jesus then cupped his hands over his mouth and shouted back, Go show yourselves to the priests. Jesus then walked away, and the crowd quickly followed after him. The nine lepers all looked at each other, and they all still had the terrible disease. 
They knew that they could never enter the city unless the priests saw that their disease was gone. And as they wondered what to do, the one leper from Samaria ran off towards the temple. The other nine lepers quickly ran off as well. And that's when the miracle happened. As the lepers were running to the temple to show themselves to the priests, their leprosy was completely cured. When they realized what happened, they jumped up and down for joy and continued running towards the temple. The one Samaritan leper, however, stopped and turned around. He began running as fast as he could back towards Jesus. When he caught up with him, he fell to the ground in front of him and said, Praise God, I'm healed! Then he couldn't stop thanking him. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's when Jesus asked a very important question. Didn't I heal all ten men? Where are the other nine? The other nine never returned to say thank you to Jesus. And they missed out because of it. That's it. And they missed out because of it. Without God, we can't. Without us, he won't. Alex said that at the, at the head of worship. It's always a partnership with Jesus. It's always a partnership. He requires partnership to activate faith. The miracle happened as the ten went toward town. They had to act. And oh, did it satisfy the souls of the nine. They went from utter outcasts who no longer were lepers. Their disease left as they ran to the church and into the church. Finally, they thought, we will be accepted by church folk. Their souls were satisfied, at least temporarily, because they got what they needed and wanted, and it felt so good. So we can look at those nine lepers, former lepers, and we can say, you know, that's... the." Anybody else get taught to say please and thank you when you were a kid? Anybody else get taught to be grateful for the things you have? And maybe even in church you're taught to be grateful for the things you don't have, to praise God on the other side, those kinds of things. So develop an attitude of gratitude by yourself and that a gratitude. Yeah. And that's true. Thank you is a really great practice. And the nine did that. But the one, the one, the Samaritan leper who led the charge in the first place, oh, did he get an upgrade. And that's the subject of this message. You see, the Samaritan leper, not only was he a leper and completely shunned, hated, I mean, not even touchable by his own family, let alone regular folk, Outside the family, he was a Samaritan. There's nothing worse. Samaritan leper. I don't think there's a category in our modern culture that would make somebody less acceptable, hateable, despicable, marginalized, ignored, demeaned, discounted, shunned, alone. No friends, no hope, no prospects, no life. And yet, I believe he then went on to have a much more fulfilling remainder of his life. 
I'm making this part up. It's not in the Bible, but I really believe it's true. I say he found his identity. I say he found his purpose. I say he found his authority. I submit he went on to live a life truly fulfilled in the liberty of the Lordship of Christ. He found freedom, fulfillment, destiny. He ended up wonderfully affecting the lives of others and making a real difference and even leaving a legacy for his children, grandchildren, and generations beyond. So what am I getting at here? Well, I'm getting at this. It's awesome to become gracious and thank others. It's never not awesome to do that. It's also wonderful to develop a practice of gratitude. Those serve us well and truly make a positive difference socially too. But I'm saying there's an exponentially massive upgrade available. One that directly engages God, and here it is. Pointing our hearts toward Jesus and thanking and praising Him. There's a difference. I'm so grateful for the people who left the desserts in the kitchen. I'm so grateful that when I went out into my garage this morning, turned the key, the car just started right up. I'm, I thank, you know where I'm going. I could go on and on and on and on. And, and that's great. It's truly awesome. But if I say, wow, Jesus, 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 the word says that your mercies are new this morning. Jesus, you're the one who provided that forerunner who started up in the garage this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for the wonderful folks who brought desserts last night that turned into breakfast this morning. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for the likes of those people I gave credit to for setting up and serving and tearing down. Thank you, Jesus, for those servants. Do you see the difference? Putting Jesus first, putting Jesus foremost, that's the upgrade. Now, shifting our heartfelt thanksgiving and praise over time changes lives. Those that are your lives and those who you influence. And pointing our hearts toward Jesus Thanking and praising Him is the cornerstone because He is the cornerstone. Ephesians chapter 2. Luke 17 shows us what happens when we do that. Psalm 100 gives us insight into how and why. This is important. This isn't just another psalm. This is something that these five little verses in this one psalm carry so much dynamite so much power, it's practically unbelievable. Depending on the translation, I find seven to ten directives in Psalm 100. But I don't know. My Some people say I'm a little stubborn. <laughs> I don't like to be just told what to do. I've learned it's a good idea to do that when it's God. But even then, I like to know why I'm doing what I'm doing. I like to know, understand the motivation or the reason behind it. And in Psalm 100, if there are seven directives or more, there are four motivations and reasons. This is why you want to do that. This is what really makes this wonderful to do. 
Some, I, in fact, I can even find six if I work hard, but four for sure. So seven directives and four reasons in five verses. Not bad. Not bad. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to just say this over to you. Here are the directives, and if you listen close, you'll find the reasons. Are you ready? Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. I'm going to take a little side trip. That's verse 4. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Um, the message says, you can pass through his open gates with the password of praise. That's a Bible translation. The Hebrew word for gate or doorway is sha'ar, and it has multiple meanings. It can also mean storm. When you pass through the gates, his gates, you enter also into the stormy, passionate love of God. This is how the Hebrews translate that. Not bad. Verse 5, the last verse. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Man, I hope Holy Spirit was behind that. I hope you got something out of it because it's so powerful. I just, I want to invite you to and encourage you to dig up the treasure in Psalm 100 after you leave here today. Read it in several translations. Ask Holy Spirit to help you translate it, to help you reveal the even deeper parts of Psalm 100. In fact, I'm going to ask you all to proclaim this verse, verse 4, over yourselves and over everybody else in this room. Because if we do a corporate blessing and declaration, then I think it, it, it just it penetrates more deeply and lives can change. So pretend you're the one with the microphone. Pretend you're the one who's preaching. And if you can't say it about yourself, Direct yourself to, then direct everybody else in this room to do this. Let's just shout this out together. Come on, let's get a little crazy. You ready? One, two, three, read. Enter. You will be shocked at what this will release in your life over time. See, it's like this. Anybody have to badge in to go to work? Yeah. How about anybody have to slide a card to get into special areas of your work or anywhere? Yeah. Ever use a keypad or an electronic card to enter a house, a building, or a room? A keypad? Anybody carry a device so that when you just simply go to your car, it unlocks or you push, you can push a button and the car starts? Well, what if you wanted to access heaven? What if you wanted the password? What if you wanted to go into the inner course? What if you wanted to actually literally engage and find and find access to the throne room? Draw from heaven's culture. Draw from heaven's ways. Draw from heaven's resources. What if you wanted to, in effect, go right in? To the Father's house. Ephesians 2.19 says you can. 
could, can we? Could we? Absolutely. Yes. Through many ways. Now, and, and here, here, here's one, and it's right there. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. I'm going to give you an illustration of what this actually does. And I, man, I hope this works. Most of you know I grew up in Montana. Many of you know I was at one point a, a competitive skier. And I got to travel and all those kinds of things. But you see, my bodybuilder, I don't look much like those people who go between the poles because I never was. My event wasn't that. My, jump, my event was ski jumping. So that's my build was much better suited to that. I had a lot of power in my legs, and I was crazy fearless. So I also enjoyed a little bit of extreme skiing back in the day. It's not like back then it isn't like it is now. It was way less extreme. So I want to compare two videos. You're going to have to listen to the people talking in the first video very closely because it's a little soft. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to illustrate thanksgiving and praise versus the second video. I'm going to hope it shows you what happens when you go beyond earthly, polite, sincere thanksgiving and praise into engaging Jesus. Okay? I, man, I hope this works. It sure does for me. So, let's dim the lights and play this first video. By the way, I've skied very near where this happened before. I know exactly where it is. I've seen this exact cliff. Sorry, sorry. No, no. Help him out! Anybody up top that can get down, he's, he's in. I don't think he can breathe. Jamie, if you can hear us, there's someone on you, man. There's someone coming. Hang tight. Rohner's going to range find it right from his bomb hole. Getting 73.5 yards to the bottom of this corner. Yeah, it's like 240, 250. It's gnarly, man. It's got a wife and kids to think about, you know? It's big. It's big impact for the body. Everyone's looking at me like I'm a nut job, but uh, I want you guys to... Seriously, think about uh, God and uh, Jesus Christ dying on the cross for you. This is my image to you. Think about it after you see this, because uh, I want to see all you guys in heaven. We're ready at the bottom. That was right at the top. Here he comes. Yeah. Drop it! He landed that way on purpose. Feels all right. You feel good? Way scarier laying on my back in that hole. Well, you know, now I can retire. I just wanted to hold the world record for even if it's only one day. I just wanted to like get it out of my system. <laughs> now I can enjoy making powder turns. So as far as I know, that still holds as the world's record for a cliff jump. 255 feet. Free fall. 
goes from zero to 80 miles per hour. I looked up the physics formula so I could make sure, and I had the computer calculated because that's way beyond me. Zero to 80 miles per hour, 255 feet, splat! On purpose, because if you land your legs that way, it'll shove your hips up to your... (laughs) Well, yeah, real deep, soft snow tested and so forth, yeah. But if he'd have rotated about just a few degrees a little farther because he over-rotated, he would have been a quadriplegic. So he went as far as he could backwards and be and be okay. That was pretty touchy. So I think he was probably a little thankful. I think he's probably a little grateful that he just made those nice slalom turns leaving that powder field, right? I think he probably... I think he probably probably said a few words like, yeah, at the bar afterwards. I think he probably said, that was awesome, or something like that. Thank you, thank you. Um, But he he did set a record, and it was in the remote backcountry. It made a great video to post. And to advertise a company, Teton Gravity Research, it's a company that I used to know well. He did his job, and I, I spec he was truly free of or full of praise. But let me show you a video from my event. Now, I'll tell you right now that nothing in my former competitive event even comes remotely close to this. This is a different universe entirely. Compare what you just saw to this next video. And I'll remind you, this guy went 255 feet vertically and went from zero to 80 miles per hour and then splatted. Look real close and especially watch the end of the jump. Look real close because you'll see uplift. This is, they're speaking Austrian. Österreich hat hier das bislang einzige Mannschaftsfliegen vor einigen Jahren gewinnen können. Gas, Gas, Gas. Oh. Und der ist noch höher. Der ist noch das höher. Ist das ist Weltrekord. Das muss eine weitere Verbesserung des Weltrekords von Stefan Kraft jetzt gewesen sein. Das ist ein Wahnsinniger. Und der steht denn auch. Die Hände waren nicht im Schnee. Wie hoch ist die Weite? 253,5. Gratulation. Bist du wahnsinnig, Martin, wir schweigen einmal und genießen. He overshot the outrun. That's why it rocked him back, es but he brought it back up. Wahnsinn, vor allem der war noch weiter gegangen. Schau, heute noch, oder einen halben Meter ist ja wurscht. Aber nicht, nicht den Boden berührt, muss als gestanden zählen. Lupenreiner Weltrekord von Stefan Kraft. 253,5 Meter. Robert Johansson ist Geschichte. Stefan Kraft ist die Gegenwart. Stefan Kraft, his name is Stefan Kraft. He's Austrian, this was done in Norway. It was done in 2017. The other guy went 0 to 80. This guy went, the takeoff speed on a hill this size is probably about 65 miles an hour. So he gets himself to 65 miles an hour. He maintains his speed or loses a little bit in the air. 
He's never more than 10 to 20 feet off the ground. If you watch close, he's usually 15 feet off the ground. The mountain will always catch him. There's no way he can fall that he's likely to get hurt, even if he blows the skis off and everything, because his momentum isn't a splat. It keeps going. And if you watch him, the con- he follows the contour of the hill beautifully. And he goes 832 feet. As far as I know, that's still the world record. 832 feet. How? How? You see, the secret is his explosive takeoff. But after the explosive takeoff, he turns himself into a wing. Look at his shape very closely, how he holds his hands out, how he presses his body clear into the, to the nothingness, and how his skis are detached at the heel. And he trusts, and he trusts, and he trusts, and he trusts, and he presses, and he presses, and he presses, and he waits for the uplift. The wind, because the wind will come up the hill. And if you watch that real close, he'll actually get about 50 more feet because he'll raise. He literally soars as a wing. Sort of like Psalm 40 on the wind, like eagles. All he did was coast down a really steep in run into a gentle transition, explode and trust. That's what thank you Jesus does. That's what turning your heart toward heaven. That's what praise and gratitude to a Lord and a King and a Savior and a Master will do for you in your life. How do I know? Because it works. You see, I used to, I hung around a couple of three different people who were always saying, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Every time, you know, cheeseburger. Thank you, Jesus. And that's an exaggeration, but not too much of one. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Oh, obnoxious. That you weirdo. Right? Isn't that kind of irritating? Those thank you, Jesus people. It was for me. And then I turned into one. I'm just telling you the truth. I, I don't even know that word's coming out of my mouth, but it always is. I, get, I go to Reno at least once a week. And if you ride with me on my Karen, you'll hate your life. Because years ago, I asked the Lord for patience. And I get every single red light on my Karen. Those lights are timed for everyone except me. So I have to leave my home early if I know I'm going to be on the McCarran Loop. Because, except for lately. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I leave early. The last three trips to Reno? Green. Stays green. Is red. Begin to let off the accelerator. Turns green. Parking places. You know, I needed to lose some weight. I never found parking places at Costco or anybody else. Now I have parking lot grace. Every time I do. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Gas pumps open. ATM works. The shirt I think I own is actually hanging in the closet. It's not one of those that Sherry finally talked me into throwing away. 
because it needed to be thrown away three years ago. Do you see where I'm going? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I have so many old injuries from being like that first guy. I shouldn't even be walking today. There's a leg I shouldn't even have because it got broke so bad. You can't even tell it. Well, my wife can when I get up off the chair we need to replace. But, um, and I'll thank Jesus for that new chair is what I'll do. Thank you, Jesus. I praise your name, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And you catch the wind. You catch the uplift. You catch the upgrade. Am I making sense? Okay. Good. It's all about the wind of the Spirit. 832 feet. Just laying out in the air. Living grateful shifts stance. Activating thanksgiving and praise shifts focus from me and you and our selfish agenda from problems, from victim to victor and solutions. That's what living with praise and thanks to Jesus does. From beholding self and situation to literally changing your beholder inside. Instead of beholding your situation, your issues, your problems, your challenges, yes, of course they're real, but you can behold the king of glory and you can behold, you can, you can envision solution. You can become victor and it starts with thank you, Jesus. It starts with praising his holy name. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Father. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. What you behold, you become. You become what you behold. I'm not saying it's easy or comfortable. I'm saying it's vastly effective and it's very worth it. It's worth becoming a weirdo in your family and in your friends and in your workplace. I have prepared a handout to help get you started and to develop this dynamic. I'm not going to ask you here to just go away and magically know how to do this. On one side of the handout are some Bible verses, some places in the Bible where you can go watch really thankful people, people who engaged and employed this in their lives. You can ask Holy Spirit to help you see it like a movie. On the other side, I give you some very specific steps that you can take, own, try, and do, including including how to develop gratitude and even how to use your smartphone to do so by showing you some apps that you can go on you can go download and start using in your life. So I want you to take an action step. I'm going to ask Sherry to hand me those up here on the platform and then I'm going to ask somebody who's close by to maybe make about four stacks out of them. There are 40 here. Albert, would you mind just spreading out four stacks across here? And we're going to close this morning by saying another verse after we watch a video. This video is only 2 minutes and 50 seconds long, and I think it's one that will help you take this out into the, into the, quote, natural world, unquote, a little better and a little easier, because this video is done by Chris Tomlin and Thomas Rett and Florida Georgia Line. Okay? It's short and easy, and while... This video is playing. I'm just going to encourage you. Say, Holy Spirit, 
what are you saying to me right now? And then you don't have to repeat this, but just is this something you'd like to see me do? Is this something that I need to change in my life? If so, great. I'm going to go get one of those handouts. While the video is playing, the action step is just come get a handout. And no harm, no condemnation, no foul. If you don't, it's your life. I'm just telling you, <laughs> wow, you're going to be thankful you did. Okay? So, Debbie, let's let that video roll. Things like me and her on a porch swing for summer nights and fireflies and the sound of my old six string. Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings. If I still got breath in these lungs, then that's all I need to get down on my knees and be thankful for all that he's done for my mama, for my friends, for your love that never ends, for the songs that make us dance on this older floor. Times for pulling me in, forgiving again the times that I took it too far. I gotta thank you for keeping me humble, for picking me up when I stumble. And although I change, you stay the same. And I don't say thank you enough for my mama, for my friends, for your love that never ends, for the songs that make us dance on this old dirt floor, for my babies, for my girl, for the way they change my world. have a ski coach and that ski coach used to assess us sniveling fees yeah because when the bus broke down or the road was too rough or we had to walk into the jump we had to boot pack the jump whatever we had to do change the flat tire there's some horrible times but she always used to say you snivel 50 cents now inflation has kicked in probably be like five dollars today so sniveling fees, and then what we'd do is every at the end of the season, whatever money was in the sniveling jar, we'd have a party with it. Whatever, if anybody's ever been taught that as a Christian you're not going to suffer, can I just apologize and repent for that? Because it's 
yeah, you're going to suffer. There's going to be times that suck out loud on 11. The, the Psalm 23 says, For, Yea, though I walk through the valley of death. There's going to be valleys. But there's always mountains on both sides of a valley. Always. And we always walk through. And we praise Him on the path. We don't thank Him for the circumstances because they're not fun. They're not good. They're not comfortable. I can't even see my way through it. But I praise Him for what He's doing in the process because I know He'll never leave me and He'll never forsake me. He's with me even when I can't feel Him, see Him, touch Him, smell Him, whatever. We still praise and we still thank. And then you'll catch the wind. Then there'll be the uplift. It works. So let's show the last slide, Debbie. And I think we're going to just declare another verse over each other. And the Apostle Paul, I wish I had time to tell you the context of this verse. I don't. He wrote this to the church in Thessalonica. This is one of the last sentences in the closing verse of the chapter. (laughs) And I would like you to just say over yourself and each other this aloud. Because this is our send-off today. And I'm telling you what Paul told the Thessalonians is just as true for us today. Even more so. Ready? Read. Rejoice always. We rejoice. We praise. We thank. Holy Spirit of the sovereign, loving, living, active God, amplify yourself in each one of us. Motivate and actuate us to look right through each and every circumstance and fix our gaze upon Jesus the Christ. Father God, we want to behold to take in His glory as Your Son, full of grace and truth. Help us divinely summon thanksgiving and praise. We want to walk through the very gates and and onto the very courts of heaven that is already within us. Move us, shake us, activate us to live in and live from gratitude. Help us to constantly point thanksgiving and praise to Christ. Help us to turn our hearts to Him at all times. And now we speak to and commend our own very soul. Just what it says in Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not His benefits. Happy thanks. Giving is that last slide up there? Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. The four corners of your table. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And may your food and fellowship be rich, and may God's presence be richest of all. I love you so much. Thank you for coming today. Thanks again for joining us on Joy Church Podcast. We want to personally invite you to our Sunday services at 1030 a.m. held at 4120 Highway 50A in Fernley, Nevada. To find out more about the Joy Life, be sure to visit www.joychurch.life. See you Sunday.